Hello and welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Complex, associate editor and film writer at Deadline.com. In today's conversation, I chat with Justin Sheehan, who currently stars as a lead series regular in the Netflix action drama series, The Brother's Son, which also stars Sam Lee, an international action star and Oscar winner, Michelle Yeoh. The series follows brothers Bruce and Charles' son. Bruce learns about his family's profession as Taipei's most renowned gangsters, with his brother, Charles, being a hardened criminal raised by his crime boss father. After an attempted assassination on his father, Charles has to move to L.A. to keep his family safe. Additionally, Bruce finds out that his mother, played by Yao, moved in with him in California in order to build a life away from her estranged family. Now they all have to deal with the past, but at least they are dealing with it as a family. Prior to booking the brother's son, Justin starred as the romantic lead in the feature film Sun Moon, which filmed on location in Taiwan and was released by Sony in 2023. Chien was a participant in the 2021 Disney Discovers Television Showcase and had previously starred as Manford, a young Chinese-American basketball phenom, and Lauren Yee's play The Great Leap, which was at the Pasadena Playhouse and also directed by actor-director B.D. Wong. Chen also co-starred in Valley of the Heart at the Mark Taper Forum, and he currently holds a BFA in acting from USC. On this episode, I talk with Justin about working with Michelle Yeoh. We also talk about his martial arts training and the choreography used in the series, and we talk about what he thinks about the current state of action cinema in Hollywood. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast on Apple, Spotify, and iHeart. And with that said, let's get into the conversation. Bruce, our family is head of the Jade Dragons. So we're like criminals. You could have told me that. (laughs) We're trying to keep you safe. Thank you, Justin Chien, for coming on the Scene to Scene podcast. How are you this fine morning? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, it was a pretty relaxed weekend in the midst of a pretty busy time, so I'm, I'm feeling rested. I'm on the East Coast right now, so thank you for getting up early and chatting with me. Oh, not no problem. I'm actually heading to New York tomorrow morning, so uh, we just missed each other. I hope you have fun. I'm just letting you know it's freezing. It's cold here. I have heard I'm, I'm going to be very prepared. Okay, I was going to say prepare for that. So I was able to watch The Brother's Son this weekend. And I have like so many questions. Like, man, what was it like? To <laughs> The story is really kind of crazy, but it also has like this family dynamic in the middle of it. And there's all of these different moving parts to the story. What was your sort of first impression when you got the script and the description of your character specifically? Uh, I had goosebumps. Um, I remember exactly where it was when I read it. It was kind of like a like a core memory acid moment now. But I remember reading it and getting goosebumps and thinking, wow, these people are so, so cool. And the story is just so, it, unlike anything that I've ever read or seen on TV. And I felt that it was really ambitious, but very compelling. And I was like, I, I'm going to do everything I possibly can to, to, 
become a part of this project. And when I read the character on the surface, he was described as a cold, emotionless, brutal assassin. But the scene itself was a reunion scene with my mother's character, with Michelle's, with Michelle's character, um, the first time they, they see each other in 15 years. And I thought to myself, if I played him like he's described, it's not going to be interesting at all. Mm -hmm. And Tom is my favorite actor, and he plays uh, these, you know, hulking, kind of scary characters sometimes. But what I find most interesting about him is that there's always a sense of vulnerability and, and brokenness with most of the characters that he plays. Mm -hmm. And that was something that instinctively I felt I wanted to lean towards. And so as I prepared for the audition and prepare for the character, that scene started to make more sense. And I started to understand the nuances between the lines. And the more I read it, the more I understood who this person was, who Charles was. I understood the relationship and I was able to not just understand the character and, and, and live in the space of the character, but also incorporate more of my own personal experiences into it. And these characters, Charles and, and Bruce and Mama Son, who sort of exist on, on this spectrum and exist at different ends of that spectrum. How do you, as an actor, go about creating those relationships and that chemistry that on the surface look like one thing, but, you know, sort of subvert expectations. I like the relationship that these three people have together because it feels really authentic. Like fam families are varied and there are different yeah. emotions involved and there are different people within different families. No one person is the same or has the same goals. So for sure, for sure. Um, that's a good question. I, I'm the oldest of four children. And I have a very close relationship with my parents. And part of most of the characters that I prepare for, not all, but part of my process is I I reference my own experiences as kind of a, a, a marking point, if you will, for what I think the character experiences. So when it came time to prepare for Charles... I looked back at how I interacted with my brothers and my younger sister and my parents. And I thought back to the core memories that I have that shaped me as a person. And then I imagined what it would be like to be in a completely different set of circumstances and, and um, in, in a completely different environment. Um, I think for Charles, Mama's son represents, or Mama's son reflects the, the worst parts of Charles that he hates to see mm -hmm. I, I say that because of the um the young chair leg incident i think charles blames himself for uh mama son and bruce leaving mm -hmm. i think part of him thinks of himself as a monster and he's slowly fight he's slowly losing all of his reasons that keep him going in this life Bruce represents the life that he could have had mm -hmm. should the should the things that had happened in his life not have occurred. Right. And I think there's a lot of resentment at first. There's a lot of resentment because Bruce is naive. He's spoiled. He's been loved and is so soft and just a completely different person, even though we share the same blood. And there's a lot of 
travel and emotional resonance between both of these characters in relation to mine because over the course of the story as you've seen um those relationships change and then that kept every day interesting and it kept every shooting block interesting and it was a good challenge because we shot very out of order but to me that's the core of the story the action is entertaining the jokes are funny but the heart of the story is in how our relationships progress and and i think the the message that it ultimately shares is it's it's never too late to reconcile with with people you care about as long as you put in the work you mentioned something that's really good because another that's another aspect that i like about the show is that it allows these male characters to be emotional and to be soft which is like i'm i'm a huge like action fan i love action film yeah yeah but oh god people are going to probably curse me out comment on this one but like <laughs> a lot of this stuff is one note sure. and i and sure. but I, I look that's what i'm going there for i know exactly what i'm going into right. a lot of these films for i need that sometimes too right but i like that the brother son is both yeah it gives you something to latch onto. It's not like in action films, I don't care about characters or there's nothing there to hold on to. Right. Um, it's just the empathetic, there's an empathetic element there. No, no, I totally, I totally hear what you're saying. And that was another reason why I found this whole project so much more compelling. I mean, I would have, it, it was a dream role and a dream project from the very get go. But, you know, I think of my character as being full of emotion. Mm -hmm. I think, my character, I think Charles is probably the character. I mean, we all deal with a ton of stakes in the story, but I think Charles deals with high functioning depression and anxiety and and all sorts of things that he has to repress throughout the story. And so being in that space was was a fascinating character study and and um you know, I never, I, I never try to plan out exactly what I'm going to do in a scene or on a day, but because I spent so much time with him over the course of my audition process, which was about two months long, and uh, over the stunt, the stunt training period, I really felt like I got to know him, and I think there's a lot of overlap between Charles and myself. Hmm. I think what's important is, and what I like to hear when I talk to people is, is how or how an actor overlaps with characters and certain traits. Right. I'm not saying that you take the characters home with you at night or whatever, but do you find that it makes for easier connection when you see that overlap? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I remember one of my early teachers said, every character is a version of me. And there may be some characters that I play that have almost no overlap with who I am. But with this character specifically, I thought somewhere along the way, I was like, okay, you know, he's this assassin. I'm not an assassin. Part of me was like, it would be kind of radical if I brought a lot of myself to this. And the truth is, it wasn't hard because I think the things that are important to Charles and the things that are important to me are very, very similar. Mm -hmm. We both care a lot about our families. We both care a lot about our well, I think Charles is starting to care less and less about his profession, but we care about the things that are important to us. We both really enjoy food. We both really <laughs> enjoy arts. Mm -hmm. All of those things are a very big part of my life. And so 
I was talking with my Mandarin teacher, who was a very important part of this process as well. She was like, do you think you would ever be like that? And at first I was like, no, 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 definitely not. But then I was like, if I had a father like Big Son and I had to defend him from an assassin when I was 12 years old and then I had a mother like Mama's son and a brother like Bruce that I hadn't seen for 15 years, I might turn out just like Charles' right. son. Right. Because at the end of the day, that's the character that I imagined. So right. it's a little meta, but I think I would. Right. Just like him. And what was it like working with Michelle Yao? Just came off the Oscar win. Um, she's like one of the biggest. She, what is she like? She's like, it's like Jackie Chan and Michelle Yao. Like yeah. the biggest martial arts celebrity in the world. Yeah. Um, and working with her, not only in this sort of action, but also in this sort of emotional capacity. Michelle Yeoh is, oh man, uh, working with her was one of the most special aspects of this entire process, not because of the Oscar nomination at the time, not because she starred in my favorite action movie, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, not because of any of her accolades, her resume, but because of who she is at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, she's my friend, Michelle. And I think about the time that we got to share together. And it honestly makes me a little emotional. And sometimes I still have to pinch myself uh, and remind me that it was all real. Um, she carries herself with so much grace. She's mm -hmm. so, she's so kind. When she walks onto a set, she does not swagger around like the star that she is. Instead, she treats people as colleagues and friends. Mm -hmm. And that was just shocking to see. You know, I've I've never I've worked with name or established artists before, and you never know how they're gonna be. You never know what their egos are going to be like, or or if they really even care about the work. I've heard some horror stories from friends that have worked with people that are very unprofessional or unprepared. Mm -hmm. She was a consummate professional. She guided me with very easy advice. She she took, she, she took like a motherly approach with me, but at the same time, she also felt like she was a friend. Mm -hmm. She could kick it after a long day of work, go to go back to her place and, you know, crack open some snacks and just just hang and when it came down to the moments that we needed to buckle up and deliver an emotional scene she was right there with me I could look into her eyes and I could see that that was mama's son that was not Michelle mm -hmm. and that brought out the best in me mm -hmm. you know I was definitely nervous the first scene that we worked together but I was very prepared and I've told the story before but she after that rehearsal you know we have like 40 people jammed into a room seeing how i'm going to measure up to michelle she looks over me she nods and she gave me a fist bump and that just made my whole day made my whole week because in my mind i was like okay if michelle's dapping me up then then i think i i'm heading in the right direction with my performance and and that night she texted me she was like i love working with you and i screenshotted that and i'm going to frame it and put it on my wall at some point but um, yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't sing her praises enough, and and 
I just hope people know that if you ever get the privilege to work with her, she, you, you don't have to worry because she brings out the best in everyone. I've been a fan of Michelle since, gosh, before Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I think yeah. I had seen, I, I see, I don't know what it's called in China, but I think here we call it Super Cop 2, but it might be Super Cop 3. I, I don't I know. Think it's three. I think it's three. I think Is it three? Okay. Yeah. And I, I remember seeing that as a, as a teenager and being like, this lady is crazy talented. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she told she told us stories about that, too. I was like, whoa, and then, that, you that, know, that I, today. <laughs> I got into her films and, you know, Heroic Trio yeah. and Royal, it was the her first film was Royal Condors or it was something like that. So I got into her filmography and she's always shown like a range of of talents and i've talked to her several times and i remember when everything everywhere all at once had premiered at south by southwest and her sort of just basking in this glory and i remember being so happy for her but she she showed up to the after party and i just remember being like i never expected her to show up so when you talk about like you know go and you know chill get some snacks and chat I, yeah. that's definitely that type of person because she showed up to the party and was having a good time so yeah that's what i didn't expect that either and she makes time for it and she's she's the busiest person i know like even during oscar season she I, I think she enjoys interacting with people and she enjoys being with people that she cares about and i think that's part of how she gets her energy so when we talk about like martial arts you mm -hmm. have been involved in that for years can you talk about some of the styles that you that you've practiced and some of the styles that you use in self yeah yeah so i uh i started training muay thai which is thai boxing when i was around 17 um the last four years i've gone a lot more into jujitsu um so those were my base our martial arts and in in, in jujitsu there's a little bit of wrestling which mm -hmm. i enjoy uh, so very early on, I had a discussion with Eric Brown, our um, our fight coordinator, and he um, he was one of my main trainers. Um, we just talked about like what we envision for the fighting style of Charles, and and I told him one of my pet peeves is when I can tell actors are pulling punches. Oh man, Ugh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm sure you can tell as a fan of action, but as someone that trains. I know that there's certain angles that you would never throw a punch from. They're like right. there's there's punches that you would never like. It just don't make it just doesn't make sense to throw it that way or or you know or if you miss a stack or whatever and and I told him like you know I think when people think of Eastern martial arts they think of Wing Chun they think of Kung Fu and I think there's definitely a place for that and it can be done very elegantly and brutally but I didn't want that to be the main thing that people saw mm -hmm. anything I wanted it to be more towards you know Muay Thai uh wrestling still entertaining um and and visually captivating but you know i just didn't want it to be fluff mm. i didn't want it to be 100 strikes in the space of 10 seconds mm. uh, uh, so i'm really glad that we had that conversation earlier another thing we talked about is the accumulation of damage like one of the, my other pet peeves is when uh it feels like human characters are invincible and i was like charles is is a, a tough mofo but he's not invincible and so mm -hmm. Um, I was very conscious about accumulating that damage over, as over the course of a fight. Mm -hmm. um, the, the styles that I had to learn 
uh, included Taekwondo, karate, um, a bit of Wing Chun, and Cali, Cali stick fighting, which is a Filipino martial yeah. art. Yeah, I did that for like oh, five, nice. yeah, five yeah. or six years. So that transfer. Oh, wow. Okay. So you, you must be really experienced then. <laughs> yeah, I did that for a while. I did it for a long time. Nice. Nice. So learning that kind of a flow really transferred into some of the knife fighting scenes. Mm hmm. Um, and then we also got to work with Terran Tactical and uh, shooters like J.R. Guerra for um, some of the firearms work. So that was a lot of fun. Um, and all of those things, as fun as they were to learn and as fun as they were to execute, it really helped. It really helped me build the character, too, because this man is is an efficient, brutal fighting machine. Mm hmm. When I got dialed in, when I felt sharp, I felt it. I felt it yeah. in my soul. I was mm -hmm. like, I'm him. I can mm -hmm. I can take on 25 guys. Mm -hmm. It's gonna suck, but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna do it. <laughs> and martial arts is a part of this character, is a part of their history. Yeah. You know, absolutely. It, it is it is not something that's like telegraphed in. This is a part of their life, their 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 upbringing. So it makes sense for it to feel real. Yes, yes. I think that's part of why people have been responding so well to our fight sequences, because one, we have an amazing stunt team. Um, those are the people that, I've said it over and over again, those are the people that make us look good. But secondly is, I think part of it is because, you know, this is the first time I perform stunts on TV, but it's become, it's because I come from an actual fighting background i don't come from a stunt performing mm -hmm. or sorry i don't come from a stunt fighting background mm -hmm. my strikes are adapted from actually trying to take someone's head off for the screen as opposed to the other way around right and you know you do really like great work i i like the work that you're doing acting wise and action wise i really I really, I'm curious to get your opinion on what you think of the state of the action genre today um, in Hollywood. When you talked about, when you see telegraph punches, like that really struck me because we went through a time where we went from where we were seeing Jackie Chan making Hollywood films that we all knew and loved to the Bourne movies, which was a lot of camera tricks and cuts Right. To make scenes look good. And now we're back in this sort of era where we're re returning to some of the foundation that Jackie Chan set in terms of right. how to choreograph and how to film an action scene. And I guess made it grittier because you have like the yeah. John Wick. And I know talking about John Wick is so cliche these days, but some of the things that you mentioned is is why people like the, the film so much. You yeah. see John Wick get his ass kicked you see him yep. tired like he's not this big guy he looks around with a six-pack he has a dad exactly. body he's kicking yep. ass, you know so we were lucky like our three the, the guys i listed justin you eric brown and michael lair i have a screenshot on my computer from the first john wick featurette of the three of them training keanu at the same time wow okay at the time they were you know in the 20s they were the guys being thrown around and now they're running their own teams. So um, we're really lucky to have them. And there's definitely an inspiration there. You know, in terms of commenting on the state of how things are today, I'm a huge fan of action. Um, uh, although I'm not an expert, I, I will say I think of movies now or content when I watch it. I 
I kind of separate into action and fighting. I mm. mean, sometimes both, but to mm. me, um, I guess an easy example is like I think of the the last few Mission Impossible's as action movies. Mm. Uh, there's fighting in them, but I don't think the fighting is the um, the uh, predominant element. I think right. it's action. Um, I think we have some amazing stuff. I think people like Tom are trying to push the boundaries more and more, and I have so much respect for that. Um, and one of the recent action movies that I did enjoy uh, is Extraction 2. Mm -hmm. I think what I enjoyed about it is I, I, I appreciate that the filmmakers, Sam Hargraves and, and, and the team and Chris Hemsworth, really tried to make it feel as real as possible. And I think the audience can tell. Mm -hmm. I think the audience can tell that I'm doing most of my own fighting. Mm -hmm. I think the audience can tell that Chris Hemsworth is really on fire and they're really shooting on top of a moving train. Like, I, I think all that stuff makes its way into the screen and you can feel that. Um, me personally, my goal to this day is still to reach the level of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Mm -hmm. Chow Yun-Fat, Michelle Yeoh, um, all the other actors in that show. Like, for, like I think about the three-person fight scene over and over again, oh, right? Yeah. Oh. That, it's so clear what the relationship is between those three characters mm -hmm. and a three person fight scene is so much harder than a two-person fight scene right they have to be so dialed in so well trained and and not just that but it has to be well captured yeah I, I a lot of times my one another one of my pet peeves is when action is not well captured you can have an amazing martial artist with executing great choreo but if you can't see it if you can't see it then then what's the point right, right. So there are all these little things that I think can hinder a fight scene, but I, I'm really grateful to the team that that we that we had. You know, we had amazing DPs, Kim Miles and and uh, and Andrew, um, who who made sure everything was captured to the best of their abilities. Um, but I think we're in a good spot. I think there's, I think the public is starting to respond in a way that people are listening to their opinions. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's why you see this evolution with with the Tom Cruise movies, with um, with Extraction, with uh, the John Wick series, right? You're, you're, the, the people are starting to catch on and say, okay, this is what clicks for people. This is what people like to see. This mm -hmm. is too long. It's too short. This is right. maybe too much of a spectacle. This is not enough fighting. So all those things I think about and they just... I have a list of things that I want to work on personally um, before season two, before my whatever my next stunt role is. I, I want to sharpen up my judo. I want to sharpen up my striking. Um, when I watch the show, I can tell exactly what punches I pulled. And it's not because it, it it's something I have to get over myself, but I didn't want to hurt any of the stunt people because they're my friends. Right, right. But I need to respect them because they're some of the hardest people on a set and they can take it right and they they told me they're like dude just send it but i feel bad <laughs> they don't right. that. but that's something i need to work on because i know they can take it and i need to respect their 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 metal mm -hmm. uh, and i can tell exactly where my hips could have moved more what what strikes i could have been more precise with so it's it's all you know i'm i'm proud of the performance i gave but i know exactly where the improvement can happen Thank you so much for coming on the Scene to Scene podcast and sharing a lot of those stories and some of your triumphs and, and, and things that you want to improve 
upon. I love talking about action and anytime that I that I can do it, I I will awesome. go into it and, and talk about it for hours if I can. So thank you so much. And people, please be sure to watch The Brother's Son for a season. It's an emotional, funny, action-filled ride that I think is worth the time. Thank you for having me. It's nice to meet you. I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Yes, we will. This was a great conversation. Really enjoyed it. And I hope you uh, enjoy your day off if you have one today. Awesome. Thank you so much, Valerie.